Hello world and welcome back to Real Talk with Rajan when nothing's off limits. You could have been anywhere in the world, but you are here with me and I appreciate that. I am your host, Rajan Lewis. Now, here on Real Talk with Rajan, everything's debatable, so on any given week, we could be discussing anything from sports to music to politics. You name it, we discuss it. Now, for those who are new to the show, Real Talk with Rajan not only has a goal of spreading the word about the great things that are happening right here in the Low Country, but the people that are doing amazing things right here in the Low Country. And tonight, I have my special guest, my uh, episode 85, Miss Danielle Lee. Thank you so much for joining me. How are you doing, ma'am? I'm great. How are you? How are you? I am great. I am great. Outstanding. All right, all right. So for those who do not who, who do not know who you are, please introduce yourself to the audience. I am Danielle Lee. I am the owner operator of Integrity Hair Studio LLC, which is located in Somerville, South Carolina. I am also the owner and founder of DH Enterprise, as well as the Lion Leaders Foundation. So I have a couple of things going on on the sleeve, but I live here in Somerville, South Carolina with my husband, Kenyatta, and my three wonderful children, Kennedy, Reagan, and Gabriel. So that's a little bit about me. I am a Marine, United uh-huh. States Marine Corps um, veteran. So there you have it. All right. So let's let's slow walk your slow walk your journey a little bit. All right. Okay. So the first thing that you said, I, I want I really want let's, let's get to the the, the nitty gritty, the, the bottom of it. So where are you originally from? I am from Utahville, mm. South Carolina. Utahville. Okay. That's where I'm from. I'm not sure if you're familiar with the area. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people when I they ask me where I'm from, you know, a lot of times people will pick that bigger city and they'll say, Oh, I'm from Charleston, or I'm from whatever. Yeah. I go, I'm from Utahville. And I remember yes. when I was in high, in college, um, you know, they were doing the university one on one and the girls like, you know, where where are you from? And I said, Utahville. Oh my god, we have somebody in the class from Utah. I was like, No, <laughs> not the state. <laughs> not the state. I'm from Utahville, South Carolina, Utahville. So wonderful small town. That's funny. That's funny. So that's that's always an interesting um, point of reference for me, just because like I was in the army in a uh, two thousand and one when September eleventh happened, and um, when when September eleventh happened, the National Guard from the Low Country came to Fort Jackson, and uh-huh. so there were there were guys there and they were saying we're from Charleston, we're from Charleston. I'm like I'm in Fort Jackson, I'm stationed there, so I'm so excited that there are people from Charleston in at the place. So I'm like, oh my gosh, people from Charleston, I might know them. So I, I go and I find the guys and I start talking to them. I said, you're from Charleston, right? And they said, yeah. I'm like, what part? And they're like, uh, Monk's Corner. That is not Charleston. <laughs> and that is not Charleston. You're not from Charleston, bro. Right. I, I was like, you're not, you're not from Charleston. You're from Monk's Corner. In fact, I will tell you how far you are from Charleston. Exactly. You're so far from Charleston that I taught a, st- a group. I've taught my first teaching job was in St. Stephen Elementary, which is right wow. outside of, right outside of Monk's Corner. Right. We went to Charleston for a field trip, and the kids were acting like we went to outer space. Oh my gosh. That's how far <laughs> Monk's That's Corner hilarious. is from Charleston. That is hilarious, but it's so true. That is amazing. I don't know why I am proud of. I'm from so I yes. always tell people I am from Utahville. Yes, and I Utahville. Stick to it. I don't even say Holly Hill because a lot of people know Holly Hill Santee, which is mm-hmm. still smaller, but Utahville. Right. right. I love that. I love that. So, so you you grew up in Utahville and then you you uh, graduated from what, what high school? Holly Hill Roberts High School, uh, which right. is now Lake Marion because they consolidated, okay. I think, in Ellery and all of those, in, like in 2004. 
for something, but mm -hmm. um, Holly Hill Roberts High School. All right. And did you go straight from high school to the military or was there a gap in the middle? No. There's a, so I went um, straight from high school to um, the University of South Carolina in Columbia. And I did a year there. Mm -hmm. And after which I went, mm, no, no, that no, I don't want to do that. And then I, I went to Orangeburg Tech. Mm -hmm. for a semester and after that i was like no let's let's do the military thing and let me tell you what i did uh -huh. i actually went to the army's recruiter's office i walked in their door first because my dad is a veteran mm -hmm. um and he's a vietnam vet for the army so i was like i'm gonna go to the army and i walked in the door and nothing against army soldiers mm -hmm. but the recruiter's demeanor and everything just was like uh mm -hmm. I was like, no, I'm not. And literally, I walked next door. And when I walked next door to the United States Marine Corps office, the recruiters were so, like, prestiged. And they were just so wonderful. And I was like, and y'all uniforms look better. So, okay, that's what we're going to do. I'm going to let that roll. I'm going to let that roll for the course of the sake of this interview. I'm true blue army. So I got, I, I got to, you know, but, but definitely, I understand, like, Marines definitely have, you know, their, their way of life that definitely makes makes what they do so important. Um, so shout out to you, first of all, thank you for your service. Cause thank I mean, you, thank you, yeah, thank you yeah. as well. So as a woman in the, in the, uh, in the Marines, what was that like for you? Um, it was, I want, I don't want to say no different from the male aspect mm -hmm. of the Marine Corps. It was, first of all, it's very little of female Marines. Mm -hmm. Um, so our, our battalion, our, our battalion only had like two platoons at a mm -hmm. time that would go through versus the Marine Corps. Um, they had, um, oh my gosh, uh, San Diego, California, that yeah. office, as well as um, uh, Paris Island in, in Buford. Mm -hmm. um, we only had one place. The females could only go in one place. That was Paris Island, Buford. And we only had two platoons that, that would go at a time. And that oh, was wow. because it was just so few uh -huh. But the actual um, knowledge, the what we did, the, the the grit, the grind, I feel that I pretty much did the same as the male. I mean, we did, you know. Um, it, it was wonderful. I loved it. I mm -hmm. I enjoyed every bit of being in the Marine Corps, and I would not trade it for a different branch yeah. at all. Yeah, I, I say all the time, like, I, I think that everybody should go through basic training. I, I think everybody should go through basic training. It just, you learn so much about yourself and yes. your limits um, in the military that, that I think everybody should go through basic training. Just if not, if only for that experience of learning your limitations and the things that you can do. Because there were so many things I was afraid of before I went into the army that really don't bother me that much today. So once you, you know, climb an 80 foot tower and sleep outside for a few days, listen, there ain't a whole listen. lot that can bother you. <laughs> nothing. Eat MRE, you know, when you're starving. Yeah. Whatever. It's nothing. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay. Tuna. I think I like tuna now. Yeah. You know, it's like. Yeah. And like showers. Know, showers took a whole new. <laughs> showers Ten took a whole new. Showers. In second showers. When you're <laughs> standing counting you down, and you like, I didn't know I could wash the sand. Yep. Yeah. 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 You, you learn so much about yourself. So, you, right. so how long were you in the military? In, in I was there for three years. Three years. Okay. Yes. So you get out and do you come back to the local low country or do you expand? Do you venture Actually, out? when I got out, I went back. I went to Columbia. So okay. when I came out initially, I went to Columbia and I was in Columbia for two years. 
Mm-hmm. And then I came back down on this end, not not to the Low Country, but back in the Utahville area. Um, I did that, and yeah, I think I I made shop home for like a year and a half because I then went to South Carolina State University, majored okay. in political science and history. Right. And then um, afterwards, I went back to Columbia because I got a job in the Columbia area. Okay. All right. Cool. So, so you went back to the Columbia area. So is that when you decided to embrace your entrepreneur bug or how, no. how did that work out? That's, that's, that's really, that's a big story because mm-hmm. my parents are entrepreneurs. Um, my mom is an educator, retired educator from um, the Orangeburg School District 3. Um, she, oh my gosh, what, what do you call it? Um, she had, what, 30 years and she tarried national board certified mm-hmm. I mean, teaching the gift and talented but she also has um or had because she just closed it i think um last year a senior a living assistant living facility mm-hmm. so she had that for 26 27 years while you know having the teaching and doing all that my dad owned his own company as a brick mason um so he built houses and i went out and built houses with him oh wow i did i'm not the I'm such a tomboy at heart till it's like so ridiculous. So I will go out and work with him and build houses and mm. do all of those things. I cut grass um, when I was younger because I love the outdoors of that aspect. So I would cut grass and I would, you know, for for people, for the people in the neighborhood or whatever. And I, you know, made a little change there. I sold those little bottles of oils, the mm-hmm. perfume oils. I sold those. So I always had that type of I can do sales, if you mm-hmm. will. But I went into college. My first bout into college when I went to USC, I was I wanted to be a doctor and I was going, I majored in biology pre-med and I sat in my first class in an auditor, auditorium and I was like, this is not even happening. <laughs> I, I, it was just that monotone, you know, the guy that does the dry eye commercial? Yeah, uh-huh, and, his uh-huh. voice, and I was like, this is what I have to do? Like, oh God, no, I can't do that. <laughs> And so it wasn't until 2000, let's see, Kennedy was born in 2010. So it wasn't until 2010 that the full-fledged entrepreneurial venture actually mm-hmm. came into mind, into existence. And that's when I'm like, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to hair school. Mm. And it wasn't until then. So that's where that road started. Um, but I did a lot prior to that. I, I did insurance sales mm-hmm. um, as well as working at Blue Cross and Blue Shield in mm-hmm. the office for four years with health insurance. Okay. So, well-rounded. My mom says I can do anything that's out there to be done. Absolutely. <laughs> and that's, that's yeah. literally what happens is you end up building so many skills that, that you can use all those skills. And you it's crazy how those things find right. ways to be useful for you, for sure, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, so opening, uh, integrity. So is, integrity was your first business, right? Cause you said DNA yes. came later. So let's yes. talk about integrity, um, hair studios. What, what's the vision behind, uh, integrity hair studios and what really separates it from, um, other hair studios? The vision behind integrity hair studio is basically what the, the words are, the, the actual name of the business is integrity mm. hair. Yeah. You want to, I want to deal with individuals that want healthy hair and I want to maintain the integrity of their hair, not just doing a service because of money. Money yeah. is great, 
but you don't want to just do something just to do it. I want to make my clients feel happy. I want mm -hmm. them to feel beautiful. Even with my symbol, a friend of mine, when she first saw it, she said, it looks like a heart. Mm. And she feels like I put my heart in everything that I do. And even yes. with that, the IHS, and I was like, I didn't even see that. Like, I didn't even realize that when I designed it, I didn't realize that it, it was a shape of a heart similar. Yeah. And, but the, the goal was that, you know, I, this is a service I wanted to do, but also to bless others. Because with the starting Integrity Hair Studio, I believe that God placed me in that because I never, again, tomboy heart, never thought I would be in the beauty industry doing hair and all of that. Yeah. Um, but place me in that position so that I can touch people and actually be able to to be a blessing and minister to them. Oh, wow. Okay. So how long have you been doing hair? Have you been doing hair? Like, is that something you've always done? or No. Uh, <laughs> um, I, I started doing hair when I started, when I went to school. So oh, wow. 2000, okay. 2010 is when I started doing hair. Now I would, um, I have a lot of stylist friends and I would go to the salon to get my hair done. Um, and I would go to the salon and while I'm there and I'm sitting there getting my hair done, every time they would do something, what are you doing? Why are you doing that? What does that do for me? What mm -hmm. should I do just at home? Like I would always ask a lot of questions um, very inquisitive, and I had stylists who tell me, "Why don't you do hair?" I'm like, "Girl, I ain't doing this. Like, this ain't me. Like, ugh. and I yeah. would like really push it away. But once I learned what they did, I would then maintain it pretty well at home. Mm -hmm. And I know one of the first times that the I guess you would say quote unquote hair thing sort of popped up. I was at my mom's house. I don't even know why, and I did not have shears. I had the kitchen scissors. And she said something about getting her hair cut. I was like, let me do it. This was, hair was no way near it, like, uh -huh. at all. I wasn't in school. And I cut her hair, and my uncle was like, shoot, you, you, this is what you need to do. It just did this, you mm -hmm. know, because, again, I just did it just because I was like, I can do it. I see what they do. I did yeah. pretty good. It wasn't that bad, but I had no idea what the graduations were and how I was supposed to have my hands turned. None of this. So mm -hmm. I did it. But once I did, um, you know, and after other things happening in life, like I said, I'm having my daughter and I worked at an um, assisted living facility where I managed like a million dollar budget for a major company. And I was the executive director there. So I ran the building and mm -hmm. I was doing great. Got pregnant, and I'm like, Yay, I'm pregnant. But then, when it was time to have my child, I didn't have enough FMLA. I was like, Right at nine months yeah. there, yeah. and they were like, Okay, so you know, we're gonna have to lay you off, but we're just gonna lay you off to be rehired. But we have mm -hmm. to do it that way. I was gonna be able to go back to the same place, and that didn't happen. They wanted to send me somewhere way out, and I was like, That's not gonna work. Mm -hmm. And then, all of a sudden, I saw a um commercial and you know Palmetto doesn't really advertise commercial wise but I saw a commercial no it was a news clipping or something that they had just opened up a school here in the Charleston area mm -hmm. and I was like oh I'm going to hair school that was that was it wow wow yeah. and now so and then so you, did you go into um being a beautician with, with the expectation that you were, were going to open a shop or was it just, I'm going to do hair. And then I was like, if I'm going to do hair, I might as well open a shop. No, I, when I went though, my, I knew while I was in school that eventually I was going to own a salon, salons, mm -hmm. 
expand like i i knew that that was in me to expand mm. and not only that i i met um a wonderful educator there became a mentor of mine she it was like when we met when we locked eyes she was like wherever i go you're going and i was like you're crazy you know like because it was just like so weird but literally i ended up um like being an apprentice if you will a little bit while in mm -hmm. school following her um like in her salon um while i was in school like shampooing hair i couldn't do hair of course but i would shampoo and i would just watch and i would just learn and then when she opened up her salon she took me there when she was doing everything and, she, and i was like well this is my spot and she was like all right you gotta get your license first you know type thing. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah um but I, I and i got my license and boom i ended up working with her and i learned a lot and just with the training and the education and the knowledge that she poured in i was like that's what i want to do like yeah. i i want to do it i mean she really impacted me a great deal in that mm -hmm. aspect so then i knew then salon yeah that that's that's what i was going to do i would and i wanted to be someone like a learning training center because mm -hmm. i wanted to help other people like how she helped me wow wow okay cool so how long that was so 2010 you went to school you you got your uh, license when? 2011. 2011. Word. Mm -hmm. Okay. So then, so now, so now here we are. When, when do we? So when do we move into our own shop? When does that happen? Um, 2013. Okay. So how did that come about? Um, with several different things. Um, but mainly it was it was like growth. Let me say this. I've always been the person that was just like, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. And even when I started working with my mentor, I went commission first. Yeah. And everything was 50-50. And I was just, I was afraid. I'm just a fear. I was just like, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. I would do things like for one, like she, I meant weave expert. Like she could, she can do everything, but mm -hmm. she was phenomenal with weaving. And so if anybody came to want to get a sew-in, I would, because I jumped out my chair so fast. I'm like, oh, let me go and meet the people. So I'm out giving out cards and meeting everybody. But if they said that they wanted to get a sewing, I was like, okay, well, let me give you to her. And then it was like, wait, what are you doing? And she was like, what are you doing? And I, she was like, oh, okay, so you good with quick weeds, but you can't do a sewing? Mm. All right, get your mannequin, bring it tomorrow. So she trained, and it was that type of thing. But even in that process, within like a month, I don't even think I was there a month, she was like signing my check to me, my paycheck, and she was like, I'm taking your money. Mm. And I was like, what are you talking about? You're not taking my money. She was like, I'm taking your money. She was mm -hmm. like, look at this. And when I looked at the commission, if it's mm -hmm. 50%, I'm looking at what I'm getting. I was like, wait, you're taking my money. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. On. And she was like, fly, like fly bird, let's go. And we went to a um, hair show. It wasn't really, it was more of a training because we went to the premiere in Orlando and we were driving back from the, I was driving back from the premiere and I literally saw a bird. I'm driving, so this is weird, right? So God, yeah. thank you for sustaining. But mm -hmm. I'm driving and I saw a bird flying in the air. And what was weird about it, it was it was soaring. And I literally saw the air underneath its wings, mm -hmm. which you, I've never known anybody to see that. Right, okay? right, right. So it was just like, and I was like, I'm driving and I'm like, interesting and i literally heard if i can keep the bird elevated why don't you think i can do the same thing mm, that's good i told her like the next week i was like <laughs> you know we talked about it and then when we when we made our split you know even though we split we went 
we were in the same building, mm -hmm. but we made, and it, I mean, that's when it happened. So to 2013, I was like, okay, God, this is what you said. All right, let's do this. Wow. Wow. So, so a lot of, I know a lot of people, you know, think that it's, it's really easy to, to do what it is that you do. What, what are the, the things that make it difficult to do the job of owning a beauty salon? Ownership of the actual hair part portion. I mean, I'm, I'm on the ownership side. I mean, the hair okay. stuff definitely, but the ownership piece is that the part that I always want people to, 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 to think about. You really, you really have to make sure that your ducks in a row. When I say your ducks in a row, I'm talking about financially. Mm -hmm. um, you have to make sure you have a good business plan. Um, you need to actually know the demographics of your area that you're in because, let's say, for instance, you could be doing hair in Moss Corner. Let's yeah. use Moss Corner, and I'm doing hair in Somerville. The demographics are are different. The yeah. median range of pay from families are different. Mm -hmm. So. So then that means your rent payment to your landlord and everything for your for your building is going to be different because all of that takes a play. So yep. then if you're doing, I'm just going to throw this number out there, a $55 relaxer in most corner, mm -hmm. and I'm doing a $75 relaxer here in Somerville, there's a reason. There's a reason. Yeah, yeah. And you have to think about your money and where you're putting your monies in and how you're going to, because you got to pay yourself. Like you, you should have two different accounts. One for your business and one to pay yourself. This pandemic really pushed that. Like people were like, "Well, I don't have a business checking account," and it's like, "Well, you need a business checking account for us to give you some money from for this PPP loan." Right. Like you know, right. you have to have a separate means or be able to really hone in and separate separate things so well. So the business aspect, you have to have a good business mind or have somebody in your corner that is true in your corner and that can really push you and not um, cover you, if, if you will, in the sense of, like, if you say, I'm going to buy this $10,000 chair, boo, you ain't got $10,000. You mm -hmm. don't have that to spend. Right. Let's go back. The $300 chair is just as nice. You know, right. somebody right. that's going to keep you on the straight and narrow with your mm -hmm. finances, um, that, that that's a big, major thing. And then you have to think about when you have people that are working with you and for you, if you will. Um, most of the times when you have somebody come in these days in the salon, they're coming in as, as you would say, an independent contractor or a mm -hmm. booth renter versus yeah. somebody on commission. So as a booth renter, they have their own license. They have their own booth renter's license. So they're independent. However, they're in your salon. Mm -hmm. So you're going to have to now be able to mesh that together. I know you're independent. Here's the rules and regs for my salon. Yeah. Like your 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 attitudes, your your mental capacity. You have to do like crazy interviews with people yeah. to make sure you mesh. Mm -hmm. And that's even in the real world of like the um, stylist and client. Like yeah. every client is not going to be able to stay in my chair mm. or sit in my chair because you really have to mesh. You have to, you have to get together. So business wise, it's not as easy. I would say always have some cash in reserve. So mm -hmm. 50,000, if you can say 50,000, that's like the minimum that you should have in reserve right. Right. so that you won't have to go in. Honestly, if you can go in without renting and buy a building to cost it and make your own that's almost like the best thing to even do mm -hmm. um because it, when you look at the money you're like oh my gosh i spent that much when you're spending fifty thousand dollars a year to a landlord mm -hmm. yeah you know then you're like i could have bought the building 
movement, you know. Yeah. So, and I'm throwing numbers out there, like you know, just throwing. But yeah, still, definitely. You know that that's what I would I would definitely say. Make sure you can get a good take financial classes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have a financial advisor. I learned that I won't say on the back end, but like in the middle. Like mm-hmm. I I knew it, but I did it in the middle. And had I done it really in the beginning, I think things would probably be a little bit smoother. Um, mm. But yeah, if you can get those things earlier, make sure your insurance plan is on point. Um, it's just a lot. Mm. It's, it's draining because you're you're in business, so you're whatever you want to put out for your business, you have it has to start here. So your your personality, your your appearance, your everything, just that's your baby. So yeah. you want to make sure that you you get it right from the jump. For sure, for sure. So let's let's roll into D H D H Enterprise. What is D H Enterprise? What does it mean? What what can we expect from it? So D H Enterprise, I formed that to house all of the many businesses that I'm venturing into. Mm-hmm. So if you can see, like on the banner behind me, D H Enterprise is like the main thing that you see. But then you see Integrity Hair Studio there. You may see the logo for the Lion Leaders Foundation there mm-hmm. because all of that is going to roll up under D H Enterprise. But D H Enterprise is, you know, my my initials, um, Danielle. Well, my last name is Lee Hodges, so Danielle Hodges Enterprises. And so I I that came about because I just knew. Multiple streams of income, mm-hmm. multiple streams, and we—I need multiple streams. We all need some type, especially yeah. entrepreneurs. And so I believed that that was why that baby took place um, because I need you to house my work or mm. my my career. So that's nice. where Jesus Enterprise came from. Well, that's that's awesome. So, 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 line leaders. Let's talk about line leaders because you you've mentioned it a couple times, and I want to make sure I have an understanding of, of what that that is. So, okay. what is line leaders? So, the Lion Leaders Foundation was birthed out of me pretty much last year, or or in two thousand eighteen, and it is for it's a foundation that's geared toward young people or youth, young adults, um, and that is to help them with small business, um, finances, uh, uh, leadership, mentorship, um, understanding and learning about finances before, like we're talking, before going into business, Mm -hmm. um, doing those things, assisting them in what endeavors that they have. I, so with my clients, I have clients that are coming and I have young and old, um, older seasoned, I'm sorry. Um, but you have, I have a wide range of clients and, They'll come in and they'll sit and they talk, you know, just like, you know, they're talking and they're asking questions about different things and some things I can answer and some things I couldn't. And I'll be like, I'm going to need to research this and get back to you. Mm -hmm. But when I kept getting certain questions, certain things, and I'm like, you know what? And I'm looking at the audience it's coming from. And when it's coming from the young adults, then it's like, holy smoke, like. They're asking me, and they're asking me at a good right time. I'm 45. Mm-hmm. I started really honing in and knowing about finances the way I should at about 40 mm-hmm. or older. Mm-hmm. When, we, when I grew up, my mom and dad was like, save your money, go to school. Like, that was it. Yep. Save your money, go to school. Um, we didn't have financial planning 
we didn't have where okay let's get this bank account let's pull this check out checkbook out you're gonna buy this with your saving which it wasn't that and mm -hmm. it was and it's almost like what you're taught from even from when they were younger how mm -hmm. they were taught you know they were taught and they did it go to school save your money so they they good you know yeah. but then it's like you know us in that generation you know it's, it's that cycle but it changes every generation is different you know mm -hmm. and, and and we the technologies and all these different things they're so different i can i will not forget i promise this was so funny i was at my mom's house and my baby sister was there and she had her checkbook out and she was like looking at it like what i'm supposed to do with this she's 10 years younger than me but she was looking at her checkbook like what is this about like and this was years ago like mm -hmm. years ago and I laughed because I'm like, this check don't know how to balance a checkbook. You know, in my head, I was like, but at, in her age range, in her, the millennial, everything is swipe, swipe, yeah. swipe. Yeah. So a checkbook, who needs that? But it's important because yeah. for business management and stuff, you need to know how to do certain things. And so the Nine Leaders Foundation, I wanted to start challenging you, entrepreneurs, um, those that are wanting to start their own business, those that probably don't want to start their own business, but if they say if they want to be a doctor, then how do I need to go about, about um, attacking student loans or not? You know, yeah. different things like that. Those that already own their businesses, I'm trying to get more funding. How do I write a grant? So yeah. my first event that I had, um, major event, opening event, was June 7th through the 9th. Mm -hmm. I did it at the Embassy Suites um, on International Boulevard, and I had former NFL defensive end Chris Canty come. Mm -hmm. And he also has a foundation that gears towards you, the Chris Canty Foundation. So I was like, you know what? I want him to come and talk to individuals and stuff. And I had some younger people there. I had a couple of, um, in the age range of like 17 to maybe 20. And mm -hmm. then you had that like 25 to like, 30 and it seemed like everybody else were like my age or older right. but he came in i had um gary Lee come from the chamber of commerce come in and talked about the small businesses and how you you know hit the chambers i had portia prelo come in at um a retired colonel in the united states um mm. air force come in and she literally handled budgets like the pentagon yeah. military like crazy budget like mm -hmm. that's that she, and she does that now she's crazy well not work with them now but budget wise so she came and talked with financial and mr carlisle came in and he's also united states um air force retired um colonel and he came in talked about leadership and mentorship okay. so we had all of those people at that one time there to discuss i'm hoping i'm not missing anybody i don't think i am but discussing those things for these individuals, lion leaders, why lion? Lion mm. leaders because lions are bad to nasty and they they go out, they uh I mean yeah. the camera, but you know, mm. that's mm. what they do. They have that brave, fearless, let's go get it. And I want the younger people that are coming behind me to be fearless. Don't be afraid to be an entrepreneur. Don't be afraid to you know, have your dream or do your dream, mm -hmm. but learn how to do it. Don't just jump. Mm. Learn the process. So that's what the Lion Leaders Foundation is about. I love that. I love that. I, I love that, you know, through your foundation, you know, you're trying to find ways to en enhance 
the, the, the world around us. And that's what this is all about is, is making sure that, you know, not only that we get for ourselves and for our families, but for the larger community, we make, we leave the right. world a better place than we found it. So right. definitely, definitely, definitely. Um, I, I went, I wanted, I got some questions I wanted to ask you. I, I'm trying, I've been playing with some stuff like formatting. So, okay. um, I've been wanting to work by child, these quick hit questions. So hopefully, you know, it works out well. Um, so, uh, what is your highest high? In life, what's been your highest high? Wow, that's ooh. Yeah, see, quick hit questions. That's a quick. My high, ooh, my honestly, my highest high in life was having my kids. Mm. Um, yeah, I think that was my highest because just the fact of going through it, the and, and the adrenaline and everything that deals with it and for someone that also, you know, was challenged with a fertility, mm -hmm. then to have them, it was like, yes. So I think that would be uh, my highest high. Okay. What's your lowest low? Ooh, failure. Mm -hmm. um, and, and when I say failure, the lowest low is the fear of not, my, not really succeeding the way I felt like I should yeah. and the timing um, but so I want to, I think, yeah, just fear is good though, because it helps you. Yeah. Um, but the lowest low would be, yeah. When, 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 when my business didn't do what I thought it should have done or yeah. how it could do at the present moment. And I'm like, I failed. Okay. You All know, right. I think that's a lowest low. That makes sense. What is your favorite quote or scripture? My favorite quote or scripture um, It's funny because I know the scripture is Jeremiah 29 and 11. And uh -huh. I, so I know the plans that you have for me. Say, uh -huh. I'm, like, I'm like, I can't remember yeah. the scripture. Um, but that is my favorite scripture because he knows my plans. Mm -hmm. the, the, the times that I failure, mm -hmm. you know, that my lowest low. And it was like, but I know the plans that I have for you, saith the Lord. Yeah. Um, and so it's like, why am I trying to do it? Like, yeah. let him order my steps. Let him do it. So, yeah, that's my favorite scripture. I love that. Last movie that you watched. Frozen 2. Frozen 2? Really? Yes, I have three kids. Oh, true, true. <laughs> but, but I do like, I like cartoons, westerns. I like animated um, my last movie was Frozen 2. Oh, yeah. wow. I heard, I heard was, that review. It was recent. It was, recent. It, yeah. was a, it was a, you know, I mean, I didn't go to the movie theater yeah. to watch it. Um, I got, I watched it on Disney Plus. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. I know that. And then, uh, what's the first thing you're going to do when the quarantine ends and you can go outside for real? I'm not going outside. I'm waiting on everybody else to go. No, when you do go outside, though, when you do um, really go I'm outside, do, I'm I'm going to I'm mm, the first thing I'm going to do probably take the kids and the family, like the family, go somewhere and mm -hmm. just like go. Probably, well, it's probably not going to be the beach for summer. Yeah. Um, because I'm gonna be, but whatever I can do as a family with my with my kids and family and go out, yeah. um, that'll be the first thing. I love that. I love that. 
Um, th- well, thank you so much. Um, this has been a really, this has been really cool. I've, I've enjoyed this. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I really hey, appreciate it. It's no problem. And, you know, we're all in this quarantine time, so we're all locked in. But, you know, right. if ever you have an event coming up with line leaders or, you know, for the DH Enterprise that you want to promote, you're always welcome to come back to Real Talk with Rajan. I, I, I'm so thank glad you. to have people like you who do great things like you do. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. And look forward to it because I am going to be doing some more line leader stuff in the very near, well, I was going to do it before the quarantine hit. Mm-hmm. So now, you know, things having to shut down and stuff. So, but there are some things in the works for the line leaders um, coming up very soon. As soon as the quarantine is over, after I go out with the family, yes, that's what, you, that's what you're going to see. So, <laughs> All right. Um, is there anything that you want to say to the audience before we close? No, but those, um, not majorly, but for those that are listening, that for those that tuned in, for those that are even going to be watching the replay, thank you so much. Thank you for taking the time um, to listen to myself and Rajan talk about Danielle Lee, talk about the things that I am doing in the, in the future for myself, my new branding, because I am branding Danielle Lee. Um, and it will be DanielleRLee.com is that website for my brand. Um, but just thank you so, so much for tuning in, for listening in, um, because you did not have to um, take the time to do so. So I appreciate it. And for those that you that are looking at replay, you know, as Rayshawn said in the beginning, we ain't mad that you didn't do a lot. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah, right. But really appreciate you all taking the time out. Stay safe. Stay home. If you Quarantine is extremely serious. People are dying out there and people are, are, some people are taking it lightly. They're ready to go back. They're ready to do some things, but I, I will employ that. Please, 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 please stay home, stay safe. It's not worth not being able to spend time with your family members um, at some point. So um, just take care of yourselves. And again, thank you, Rajan. All right. Thank you. Thank you. And let me do my clothes real quick and then we'll get out of here. Bye, everyone. Hold on one second. Thank you so much for watching this week. Remember that the show is now split. Uh, actually, it's not split. I do it every Wednesday night for 7 p.m. But uh, and I, that's when I interview my local celebrities. And on Sundays at 7 p.m., I do my normal show. This week, actually tomorrow, I'll be doing a um, an interview with um, a nonprofit discussion with leaders of nonprofit organizations throughout the state of South Carolina. I actually have uh, Miss Ebony Young from Newberry, South Carolina, Miss uh, Shane Kenlock from Columbia, South Carolina, Mr. Victor Durrell from uh, Greenville, South Carolina, and last person, Nicole Eccles from, sorry, my dog is barking. Nicole Eccles from uh, the PD area. We're gonna be talking about the response of uh, the nonprofit sector to Excuse my dog. I'm sorry. The uh, response of the nonprofit sector to this COVID ec- epidemic and how it's been impacting people. If you are doing something in the community that you would like a light shined on, please reach out to me on my website. That's www.realtalkwithrajan.com so that we can discuss getting you on the show. This and all my shows, in addition to the Car Chronicle series, is now available for, via, for your listening pleasure via Apple, Google, Spotify, and any place else you can find podcasts. You can also find it on my website. That's www.realtalkwithrajan.com. If you'd like to be made aware of when I go live, because sometimes it is unscheduled, please be sure to click the follow tab on the, on the page and turn on the notifications so that you will know when something new has been posted to the page. In the meantime, 
please follow me on social media to stay up to date on what's going on with Real Talk with Rajan. Pretty much anywhere you go, type in Real Talk Rajan and you will find me. Feel free to leave comments, questions, whatever else you'd like to say in the comment section or the message section. I love reading your messages and getting your feedback, even if it's negative. Why? Because I do not seek to be told how great I am, but I seek to become as great as I possibly can be. And that only happens through honest feedback. I am also currently accepting invitations for speaking engagements and event hosting opportunities. If you'd like for me to speak at or host your event, you can request me through my website. That's www.realtalkwithrajan. In closing, always remember, God is everything and without him, we are nothing. So never forget where your help comes from. And if a man doesn't stand for something, he's bound to fall for anything. Now that is real talk. I'll see y'all tomorrow night. Peace.